Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sheila Shoiger and welcome to Ready to be Real Conversations the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. In this episode, I speak to life coach Jennifer Davey about boundaries. I think the biggest thing really with boundaries and families, whether it be a parent, a sibling, a cousin, in-laws, whatever it might be, is that when you're entering into a, a conversation with somebody, one of those people, they're bringing all of their stuff with them into that conversation. All of their experiences from childhood. All of their hopes as a result of this conversation. All of their things. And if you're dealing with older people, like an in-law or you're a parent who's maybe 70 or older even, like if you're a carer situation, they mightn't be aware of any of this stuff, you know. So I would be very careful careful around the language that you use. Don't use the word boundary if it makes you feel uncomfortable. You knowing in yourself that that's what you're doing is enough. Exactly, yeah. Jennifer is married to Wayne and they have two boys, Oliver who's eight and Freddie who's five, and they live in County Waterford. And in this conversation, she breaks down what a boundary is and how to implement one, how to manage toxic relationships, and how to spot gaslighting. Here it is. So let's talk about boundaries. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot about them, but I love you to break it down and simplify it for all of us. Like, what is a boundary? So what I always say to people is when I ask that question, like, what, what are your boundaries? And more often than not, people are like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Just like if I asked him the question, like, what are your core values? I don't have a clue. 
because we never give ourselves the time to think about it. So I would encourage anyone now to grab grab a pen and paper and just write that down. Like, what is a boundary for me? So for me personally, a boundary is knowing when something or someone is a little too much for where I'm at right now. So if I'm at a certain stage where I'm in a day, it's a particular day in the week and I'm just feeling just a little bit tapped out, a bit too invisible that day because I've been ignored by the children so much and I just feel like I need to be on my own. I just need to physically be on my own in a room. My boundary might be to say to somebody, no, I can't do that thing because in my mind I've decided that I'm going to go home and I'm going to lie down and chill or I'm going to sit and read a book or I'm going to clean the windowsill because it's annoying me and I like clean windowsills. Yeah. It makes no sense. That's just one of my things. <laughs> That's right? your thing. Right. And, and it's true what you said. I remember you saying this before we, we went to record that sometimes it can be perceived as a dirty word. And when you said that, you know, sometimes people kind of think, oh, you know, doesn't he or she love themselves? They want to take this time out. But actually, that's the point. We need to love ourselves mm-hmm. and take time out for ourselves and do things that require sometimes maybe disappointing other people. And that's OK. Yeah. Hmm. There's so much in what you've just said. I'm going to and I, that I want to touch on. Like the first thing really is that if if somebody is listening to this now and they're kind of like, well, I don't really do the touchy feely stuff and the emotions and I don't have time to think about that. I would just say, think of this in a practical, logical point of view. If you are saying yes to something that makes you miserable, that you know you're going to come away from that situation, feeling crap about yourself, feeling undermined, feeling um, disrespected, then it just makes good sense to not do that thing. Yeah. Because whatever happens in that moment, you're going to bring it home to your family and the people who love you, like your kids, your partner, or even if you're not in a relationship, your kids, your kids will pick up on it. They're very, very clever. Um, so they will feel that from you. They'll still feel that mommy's frustrated. You know, because I said to my son the other day, um, Oliver, he's eight. And I was really frustrated about something. And um, I said to him, Oliver, out of curiosity, can you do you can you pick up on how I'm feeling right now? And he says, yeah, mommy, I can, you know. And uh, I asked him, well, what do you think it is? He said, I think you're depressed. <laughs> right. And I said to him, what, really? Right. OK. I said, what does that word mean to you? And he said, ah, do you know, kind of a bit fed up, a bit frustrated. I said, oh, well, I said, you're absolutely right. I'm definitely frustrated. But I said, depression's a bit different. Depression is when you're feeling really, really low, and really sad. And I have felt like that, but I don't feel like that now. And that was interesting. We had a little conversation around that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But if you're a logical point of view, I would say to you, see boundaries as a positive action for your mental health. Mm. Just like minimising your cups of coffee. Don't have coffee after one because you know it'll keep you awake all night. Or going for that run. Or or taking off the smaller jobs in your to-do list because it f- makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. See boundaries like that. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Because I think often the people pleasing in us um, and not everybody's a people pleaser, but I think as Irish people it's a bit of a stereotype but a lot of us are. Mm. We don't want to disappoint other people and we mm. want to kind of 
you know, um, and it's you know, it's such an Irish thing as well to say sorry a lot. Mm. I, I'm I'm a huge culprit of that myself. I mean, people would tell me that if I bump off a table, I say sorry to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm that person. It gets easier, I feel, as you get older. I'm definitely now, like I'm in my early 40s, I'm a lot easier with it now than I would have been. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have even known what a boundary was in my 20s. Mm. It wasn't really, I, I didn't really start learning about about boundaries until about 10 years ago and I'm still only trying to put them into place and I feel for me personally having kids has really accelerated my my own learning because I'm realising what I don't want to bring into um, my parenting style or pass on to my own kids bad habits so um, actually tuning into the power of no it's not always easy to do but it's so important to be able to say no isn't it? Mm, it is and like it is a small little word but it carries a lot of it's very emotive isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That yeah. action like I've just act because it is an action it's like no because like you were saying something there a moment ago about when you're in your 20s you didn't even know what a boundary is and, I, and I'd say there's a lot of people who are like that they, they don't actually know what a boundary is and I would always see it as it's like um it's a, it's it's like your protector. Do you know what I mean? It it protects your energy. Um, it 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 you know those p- people who just give you the ick. You know that th- they're just too much. You know they just have these kind of domineering you know way about them, and they always interrupt you. You know, and it drives you crazy. And you come home going, I am not meeting them for coffee again, or I'm not doing that thing with them again because they're just they're driving me crazy. They're always interrupting me. You know, um. And a boundary for you might be that you you're choosing how much time you spend with that person. I just don't have the energy for them today. If you don't have the energy for for something or someone, then why on earth are you saying yes to them? And any time I talk to somebody about boundaries, they say, "Well, it's probably not really a boundary because it's actually my mother-in-law." And I'm like, "Girl." Boundaries and families are like synonymous. They, ab- I mean, that is, ab- they absolutely go hand in hand. And the reason I say that is, when we are a, when we are part of a family, um, there naturally is an openness and conversation, and an oh, and, and an openness in all ways, really. You know, like physically, like just coming into your house, like unannounced or whatever, or opening your post because. They live next door to you. You know, I've actually heard these these things been been said to me um, by people. And the thing about it is if you don't have a regard for one another in that you're thinking about that other person, then that shows there's there's no boundary in existence, right? And there's no respect. No respect, yeah. And I think the biggest thing really with boundaries and families, whether it be a parent, a sibling, a cousin, in-laws, whatever it might be, is that when you're entering into a, a conversation with somebody, one of those people, they're bringing all of their stuff with them into that conversation. All of their experiences from childhood, all of their hopes as a result of this conversation, all of their things. And... If you're dealing with older people like an in-law or you're a parent who's maybe 70 or older even, like if you're a carer situation, they mightn't be aware of any of this stuff, you know, 
so I would be very careful, careful around the language that you use. Don't use the word boundary if it makes you feel uncomfortable. You knowing in yourself that that's what you're doing is enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is enough. And the thing about it is that you can't control external stuff. You cannot control, nor should you control how another person feels in a situation. Um, because I'm imagining somebody who, who wants to say that thing you do, I don't like how it makes me feel. Can you stop doing that thing? And then if the other person almost laughs it off and disregards it, they're trampling over a boundary that you're trying to place. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? Well, the first thing about that is say that exact situation that you've just described. I would be saying remove all ego out of that situation because there's two things happening there that really have no business is that you need them to uh, you need them to understand why you're doing this. You don't need them to understand. Nobody else needs to really understand why the boundary is put in place. They just need to acknowledge that it's there and not to step over it. But if they do, then you need to... You need to act. You see, you need to live your boundaries. You teach people how to treat you. Yeah. So if I said if I said to you, no, sorry, I can't, I can't meet you for coffee, right? Um, and you dropped me a message the night before, any chance, Asher, go on, I'll meet you. Sure, then that's there's no boundary yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You're letting, it's like a child, you know, they'll push. Can I have one biscuit? All right. Can I have three, actually? Do you know what I mean? So it's, you have to teach people. So you have to say it. You have to stick to your goals. And then act it out over and over and over again. Until it's they get the message. Ha- yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. And on top of that as well, and this is the, the this is where it gets hard, particularly if somebody is like allergic to confrontation, uncomfortable with boundaries. This is the part that makes it hard. But by God, if if you stick to it, it's 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 worth its weight in gold, right? Because the people who don't want you to have boundaries, the people who are going to be inconvenienced by the fact that you have boundaries are going to fight you to a nail on it. And they're going to undermine you. And they're going to say, well, who do you think you are? Why do you always have to be the difficult one? Why can't you just go along? Could you not just show your face? And you're saying, but if I go, I'm going to feel really uncomfortable. And I'm going to come away with probably a headache or my anxiety is going to be triggered by it. But they don't care because they want you to just show their face. So they're saying, I don't hear you. Yeah. So you need to take. And then you're the troublemaker. You're as the tro- it were. And that's hard. That, that is hard. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It's, it, it really, really is. And you know what? This is the thing about having a conversation like this and acting on, on what we're talking about. If it's something that resonates is it ain't easy. This like if you want an easier life, air quotes, easier life. Keep doing what you're doing and, you know, don't rock the boat. But then you're not honouring yourself in that equation. You're not obviously listening to your own voice inside. And ultimately, that is not going to serve you well in the long run. But by doing this and by doing this work and actually, you know, respecting yourself first and foremost, it is tough. It ain't an easy road. Mm -hmm. It's a rockier road for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I speak from experience. Mm -hmm. It's a tough road. Mm. And a lot of people don't want you to change. No. They don't want you to change. I feel that so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You were saying to me earlier on about, you know, what would you say to someone who is trying to do this or has tried and they've just, they've given up. Yeah. Um, I would just, with anything that we do that's new, 
like setting a boundary or, or whatever it is. Turn it inwards on yourself, you know. When I do this thing, what is it going to give me that I don't currently have? Now, for some people, it might be just a, like a decent night's sleep. Yeah. Because they're not maybe, oh, they're not thinking over and over again about that passive aggressive message from their mother-in-law that they know was meant with bad intentions, but nobody else in the room could see it. Oh, don't be overthinking about it. And then you're lying in bed at night thinking about it over and over again. So by creating a boundary, you are taking that out of your life and you're going to sleep better because of it. Yeah. Because I think when we don't have any boundaries, our our self-doubt is just growing, growing, growing. And the more and the more that we deal with difficult relationships, and I don't use these words um, lightly, you know, toxic relationships, very, very strong personalities. Those things 100 percent are affecting our physical body, 100 percent, you know, like upset stomach, headaches, um, jitteriness um, in the hands and the arms, you know, anxiety, then the chest and the stomach. That's where it shows up for me, whatever it might be. Um, so it it erodes our sense of self when we're dealing with that and the ground beneath our feet becomes very bumpy and we don't know where we're at. Can I make a decision? Because when somebody is constantly kind of gaslighting us and saying, oh, you're too sensitive, I'll go way out of it, don't be so difficult. Could you not just do this? Um, oh, sure, why can't I just pop into you on a Sunday evening at half seven? Sure, what's what harm? I can't I see can't I see my own daughter or can't I see my son? Don't be so difficult. You know, those situations when they're constantly happen to us happening to us uh, because of a lack of boundaries, there are so many things, so many consequences, so many negative consequences for us that yeah. we're very unaware of. And I see that a lot with the ladies that I work with, the inability to make a decision and stick to it the amount of self-doubt and uncertainty that they are experiencing because they're absolutely burnt out because they have no boundaries because they're the fixer. I had one woman say to me recently, she's a nurse and she works flat out and she has one day off a week and that's the day when everyone pops into her. So she said, I spend my day making cups of tea. And I felt like saying... Part of me wants to say is, I'm coming over the next day and I'm going to tell the whole lot of them to <laughs> on your bike, go away. This is their day off. Yeah. But she didn't even know where to start with that because that's who she was in the family for so long. So there's a lot of unpacking really that needs to happen. And it's hard. That's hard work because you've is. been if you've if you've lived your life that way, you've mm. been conditioned to be that way. Breaking old habits, mm. it's it, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. Now, you mentioned gaslighting there. And so I think, again, like what you did with um, talking about boundaries, like what is it? I think it's important to talk about because I think we hear the term a lot. Some of us know and a lot of us know what it is, but I didn't really know what gaslighting was until a number of years ago. So I'd love you to explain what it is. Like, how do I know if I'm being gaslit? Okay. I think to put it into a sentence or two, if somebody is undermining your experience of something. So if you say, um, oh, do you remember that neighbour down the road from us? when we were growing up in that housing estate. 
she wasn't nice to me. She wasn't a nice person at all, you know. And your parent or your whoever's listening, you might say, oh, but she was lovely. No, she wasn't. She wasn't nice. She used to often do this or she used to leave me out or she used to whatever it is that your experience was. And that was I that was horrible. And it's only now that I have kids myself that I realise that wasn't nice what she did. And I knew when I was a little girl that was wrong. But I but but nobody kind of agreed with me or supported me or saw it. But I know now and the person is going, no, not at all. Would you go away out of it? You're reading into that way too much. Would you go away? That's gaslighting. Yeah. If I say to you, I feel this way when something, when you continually do this or when, when something happens and they are saying, I, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. And I don't see it so much that I'm going to say to you, you're wrong. Nobody can tell you how you feel. Yeah, like, absolutely. I had it myself recently where I described something that happened and this person had said this thing to me that really hurt, really, really hurt. And when I said it back to them, they went, are sure I was only joking? Mm. Playing it down completely. Mm. And I saw red, to be honest, because... Again, that's that's a that's a major no for me anymore in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to accept that because I knew number one, it wasn't said as a joke, and then number two, again, it's not acknowledging the hurt that was caused mm-hmm. and just wrapping it up in you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. You're overreacting. Yeah. That's gaslighting. It is gaslighting. So somebody denies your experience of something, they don't have to understand it. Yeah, they don't have to say. They don't have to empathise. They don't even have to get it. But if somebody says that really, really hurt my feelings, they just need to acknowledge that's how you feel. That's it. This is the thing with any of this work, right? Is that it's, 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 it's hard work when we're doing it for ourselves. But if we are doing it in the hope of pleasing everybody else and for everybody to understand why we are doing this, how we are doing this, then we're we're doubling the workload. So you need to just say, even though I don't like confrontation, I'm going to set this boundary because I know I need it. Um, you need to just say to yourself, and this is really hard. I am OK with people talking about me behind my back. I am okay with people saying I am too much. I am okay with what I am okay with losing friends. Because when I do this thing, it is going to give me this, that and the other. (sighs) Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? That's really resonated with me as well. Mm. Um, and that's the honest. That's honest. It is not really easy, honest. and you you may easy. lose people along the way. Yeah, but you will be happier in yourself. Yeah, you'll have that nice contentment. You know that lovely nice. Oh, you know, like when all the decorations are up and you sit down, yeah. the kids are asleep, and you're like, oh, life is good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I remember seeing a thing recently and it's, um, it, really, it really struck a chord. It's the only, the only two people in life you need to, um, I don't know if the word was impress, but listen to value is not your mother and not your husband, not your friend, you know, not any significant people in your life. It's the eight-year-old version of you mm. and the 80-year-old version of you. Oh, I felt that way. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And I suppose this is so timely for me, Jennifer, and, you know, even for listeners, the reason we're here today having this conversation is Jennifer sent me a message on Instagram that spoke to my soul <laughs> and I felt like we need to have this conversation. It's something that I've wanted to sp- speak about for some time, but I, I'm a big believer in the right time and your message came in at the right time. Um, and I'm in the thick of it personally at the moment with with dynamics that I have going on at the moment. And would I like my life to be easier? Yes, Would I like there not to be conflict with certain people? Absolutely. But I also know that even though it's really tough right now, it's really tough. I know that I'm doing the right thing for me and ultimately for my kids and my partner and for the people in my life. Because if I keep going down the same path that I used to go down, I'm dishonouring myself. And that's not good. So while I'm in the thick of it right now, I know there will come a time, I'm hopeful, that it will get easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you start to um, say no more to certain things in your life that are not serving you well, and often people get disappointed and are not happy with this change. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot of stuff projected at you. Um, and I need to get okay with that. Yeah. Um, but it's not But it's not easy. No, it's not easy. And it doesn't... It. It. it, it, it it's always there. You know, this boundary work, um, it's like it's you wake up every morning, you choose it. You don't just say, oh, I have this now and, and, and everything falls into place. Like it's an ongoing thing and there will be times when you will be triggered by things and you will start to drop your boundaries or that you lose that will to keep fighting for him. Yeah. Um, but you need to just be clear on what it looks like and what it feels like. 
acknowledging that. Like if you say my boundary is going to say no to one thing every day for a week. Just, you know, and it could be something small. Like, do you want to get a pastry with that coffee? No, thank you. And it's acknowledging I am I, I know I'm going to feel uncomfortable as I say no, but that's grand. Yeah, that's it's okay. part it's part of the process. Um but it's like anything, it's it's like a muscle. You you work on it. And it does it does get easier. It does. Yeah. yeah. It does. But you need to keep yourself in the centre of this. Nobody else is allowed in this picture because they'll bring their stuff with them. Do you mm. know? So it's your boundary for you. And I know even that statement is probably giving people, ooh, I can't even, who who even am I? Do you know? And the thing about this is, and I was saying this earlier on, that there's a lot of work that needs to be unpacked within ourselves before we can even think about what a boundary actually looks like. So say, for example, if I was working with somebody and I said to him, OK, what's your dream? You know, picture. Let's see. Mm, and they might tell me if they can. More often than not, they can't. But they're coming at it with that mindset that they have that they have before we do this work. So I'd be saying to somebody now who wants to create a boundary, if you do a bit of work on yourself first, you know, look at your core values, like what is most important to me? And also, you know, what am I no longer going to tolerate? So an example of a core value might be something like mm, honesty. And say, for example, you know that if someone is dishonest, like that's just a no-no. I am not tolerating that. And it doesn't matter why you've decided not to tolerate it. That's your business. You're yeah. allowed to say, I am not going to tolerate people who are not honest. So that when down the line, your rent, your kids start school and then there's WhatsApp groups galore, right? And the GA and the football and the beavers and the school and the collecting money for the teacher and the SNA and blah, it goes on and on and on and on. And there's particular people in that WhatsApp group that you know from experience step or oh, have overstepped your boundary over and over again and have shown themselves to be dishonest. So by doing that inner work in yourself and knowing honesty is, is a core value of mine. So I'm not actually going to enter into that WhatsApp group in a very active way because such a person really goes against that. And I know it's she's going to do something that's going to trigger me. So I'm, I'm actually going to mute that group for a week. You know, I'm going to take that action. So by knowing what's really important, we can set boundaries then and then we can act accordingly. So what happens is, is we're saying what's important to us and we're actually living what's important to us as well. Like we're aligning the two things. But yeah. it does take time. Like we're not sticking a plaster on this. Like if somebody called me and say, can I do a one hour session with you? I want to create boundaries and live my best life. I'd say that's not going to happen. Girl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's not going to happen, love. You know, it's going yeah, to take yeah, longer, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and that's why it's important to give yourself that time. But I like and that space to think out loud. But I always see like when I have a call with somebody and we're thinking about if we're going to work together, when they decide, even before we start the work and they decide I'm doing this for me, they feel a shift, like this energetic shift in themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're putting your you're putting your hands up to the universe and saying, I am going to start doing something for myself. And you start to feel different. 
it's 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 a declaration, I suppose, isn't it? I am no longer going to be a doormat. I am no longer going to tolerate whatever it is that you're tolerating. But because this type of work as well, it is tricky. So having somebody to help and be a sounding board and guide you along the way, as you said, you're not going to fix anyone. It's not your job, but you're there to, I suppose, uh, provide a different perspective, get them to think um, and guide them along the way. And mm. knowing that you have somebody who has your back mm. in a tricky situation. Absolutely. And really some objective as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, like a lot of topics that are tricky, it's something that you could spend a huge amount of time on. I mean, I haven't even got to the questions yet because we've already covered quite a lot of them organically through the conversation. But obviously the the the, the, the largest volume of messages, while there were ones about work and friendships, most of the mes- messages were about family dynamics, um, particularly relationships with parents, some about siblings um, and the mother-in-law mm-hmm. was a big one, was a big one. So there were a lot of questions about, you know, people crossing boundaries. So whether you place one or not, but n- no respect for a boundary. Um, dominating personalities, being insulting, um, things like you mentioned already, like calling over unannounced, all that kind of stuff. That is, you know, it is, while people might not think there's anything wrong with it, it is it is a boundary um, if the person is not wanting you there. Um, but one of the questions that came through, which I just thought I would ask, was I'd love to learn more about maintaining boundaries with narcissistic parents. Mm. I think having a conversation around that word narcissism is very, very important um, because we spoke about gaslighting earlier on um, and oftentimes they go hand in hand. So I'm going to be really honest here and this may be controversial, but a narcissistic person will not change. They won't See, the glass half full person in me wants to think that, but but surely there's hope, there's a chance that they might, mm. but it's unlikely. Mm. Are you saying absolutely categorically it's never going to happen? Yeah. Okay, you yeah. didn't even miss a beat. Because what, yeah, because it's, they they lack, they to keep it, to keep it really simple, they lack the stuff in their brain that allows them or enables them to change. So a narcissistic person does not have empathy. Just like a, um, um, a sociopath is able to flick it on and off, like charming, not charming, they have this part of their brain that's not developed like somebody who's not a sociopath. A narcissist lacks that part in their brain that has empathy for other people. They are, the narrative they have in their head is that they are the centre of everything. And they have this inflated sense of who they are, this grandiosity. And they were they will always be the victim. So it's not a mindset thing. It's not a self-talk thing, both of which can be can be changed. It's it's like a neuropathway. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 exactly who they are and who they have always been. So if you are dealing with a narcissistic person, you are never, ever 
going to be understood by them. You are never going to be loved and respected in the way that you need to be. They will always make out like you're the problem. And the thing about it is they don't actually need you. They will move on very quickly to somebody else. And I see that a lot um, with clients of mine who have left their marriages because they were married to a narcissistic man. Mm. And the lens that a narcissistic person will go to undermine the other person is unbelievable. And I think there's a conversation around narcissism now that wasn't there 10 years ago. And there's so many narcissistic people walking amongst us. It is scary. It really, really is. And the red flags. I Somebody was telling me something recently and I was getting now. I could feel the chills going up my spine and I was going, oh my God, he is absolute narcissist. And I'd say if he was confronted with it, he would be, um, oh my, I am not. I'm the best in the world and I have the best of intentions. So this person was telling me this situation where they were at, um, they were at an event and there was two people speaking, one man, one woman. And the woman was explaining the project and, you know, the kind of the creative thinking behind it and so on. And this man who was presenting with her first declared I'm not really a good talker, but went on for whatever the hour or so that the presentation was going on. And he kept interrupting the other presenter to the point that everyone in the room was getting so uncomfortable and kept speaking over. And it's this idea of that grandiosity, that inflated sense of who they are. There is no winning with the narcissistic person. You can't win. Yeah, so I think for this person, I suppose really it's getting to a place of accepting if that's the way the parents are, parent or parents Mm. and protecting themselves. Yeah, and and in many ways, it's no different to any difficult situation where there needs to be more boundaries. I was speaking about this recently on my on my grid. It actually was a couple of months ago and I was talking about how to manage a difficult relationship. So if you have a, a, if there's somebody in your life who you feel is a narcissist, but you don't want them completely out of your life, then remember what I was saying earlier on about kind of going inward with your boundary. What do I need? What does a boundary look like for me? You really do need to do that because you're protecting yourself and you're managing how much time and space that you're giving to this other person, whether they be a narcissist or not. But you're managing your time. And it's like, you know, that expression like, oh, they're grand in small doses. Maybe that's kind of the way you need to see it. But it's not it's not a black and white thing where you need to cut the cord with that person. Because that mightn't be something you can do. Because they could, you could be their carer. And they could be an elderly parent. So you mightn't want to do that. You mightn't feel you absolutely can, can do that. Yeah, yeah. But you can do things to protect yourself and that's what boundaries are so for somebody who's 
who's in that situation, I would say very, very simply like asking yourself and taking the time to write it down in any way that you want, like a couple of words, a list, sentences, a mind map, whatever way you need, but get it down on paper. What does a boundary look like for me? So it might be that I'm not going to go and visit them every single day and have my lunch with them because they always upset me. I'm going to maybe do it three times a week. So I'm going to minimise contact. So it's about taking back control. I'm not going to give them that control anymore of upsetting me. Yeah. So I would imagine people will be listening to this episode um, throughout the Christmas period when it's like a pressure cooker. You know, a lot of people have, you know, wonderful, easygoing relationships with family and friends and it's all plain sailing. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, any amount of time together when you're not used to it and you're thrown into a situation where you're together, it can get a bit tricky. So I suppose before I let you go, just final words of advice for people on navigating uh, the often tricky Christmas period. Mm, Okay. So I think the first thing I would say is um, if somebody has has shown you already who they are, don't be going into the Christmas period expecting them to be different. Yeah. They're not <laughs> going to be different. But. And that's something I fall into the trap of that myself. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting oh, things no. to be different. Yeah. I'm like, when am I going to learn? Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know what? That's, do you know what? Like, it's innocent enough. It's I can understand it, you know. Hopefully it'll be better the next time or, you know. But if somebody has shown you like this is who they are, just acknowledge that, right? This is who they are. Okay. so if you're going into a situation where you're meeting up at Christmas Eve or you're having your dinner on Christmas Day or whatever it might be, might even be smaller amounts of time. Just kind of say to yourself, okay, what are the list of things I'm not going to allow to happen? So it might even be, well, I'm not going to take part in conversations that involve the kids because that's when she starts comparing my kids with their kids. And that always sets me off. So I'm going to stay clear of this. Um, It might even be that you're going to keep yourself busy, you know, um, head bot washer, my sister-in-law calls it, you know, so you're going to keep yourself busy and help out. So you're not actually physically sitting down and having a conversation with them. It's little management tools. But just acknowledge this is who they are. So they're not going to be any different. Um, But this is what I'm going to control. With in myself, in the conversations I take part in or don't take part in, in the actions I do or don't do, you know, but just and just be kind to yourself and acknowledge this is hard. I wish I didn't have this particular person in my life to the extent in which they're there, but they are there and I can take some control back. I can you and you can. You can. It's not a hopeless situation. It is not a hopeless situation. For some people, they feel like it they is. They feel like they they can't change it, but they but you're you're telling them they can. They can. They can. They can. But it won't happen overnight. No, but it will. It's not going to take forever either, though. Do you know what I mean? It it yeah. it just needs a little bit of time. Do you know? Yeah. It's something brand new. And you said something earlier on about conditioning. So if somebody's listened to this and they're 66 and their mother is still there and she's just this presence of continual upset. You're never enough. You're never, whatever. Just because you're, you're, you're used to that behaviour for the last 66 years does not mean that you can't break that cycle. 
like there is trauma cycles, generational ones even. Like your mother might have had it from her mother and, and for, or further on back. But it, the cycle has to be broken by somebody and it can be you. Yeah. It can be you. I've, I've, I've seen it in my sessions. Yeah. I have seen it. Yeah. It can be done. It can be done. Absolutely mm. can. Yeah. And often it takes a strong person within a family dynamic to be the person to say no more mm-hmm. to those mm. behaviours that yeah. are not serving well. Absolutely. And as you said, it, it, it can often go way, way back. It's almost like handing it back, isn't it? That's not mine. It's not mine. I don't want that. Yeah, don't exactly. Want that. Thanks very much. And you know, a really nice way of, of switching it as well is, isn't it amazing that you might be that person to do that? You know, you're doing the you're doing the heavy grafting for later generations, for your kids, um, and and their kids, and you're by saying no to somebody and having boundaries, you're teaching your kids. Even though this is for yourself, this action, but you're showing your kids how to be in the world, you know, how to show up and they're going to be better, better partners to their loved ones as a result. And their kids are going to see it. So as hard as it is, and sometimes that can make you feel a little bit angry, like, do you know what? I don't want to be the one to do this. But if you're the one who if, if you're having these conversations with yourself and asking yourself, like, I need to do this, then then you are the one to do it for whatever reason. You have the strength to do it. And when it's done, and I have no doubt that you will do it, but when it's done, you can say, I was the one to break that cycle. I did it. I did it. And that might help people feel that, no, I'm going to start this work now. I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's a very powerful why. It doesn't mean that you have to have children to do it, but I think when you do have kids, it's a, it's 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 something that really helps to stay on track, I suppose, with your with your cause or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, that it's too important to not keep going, even if the road is bumpy, because you know you 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 want to make things better, I suppose, better for the future generations and and not carry anything negative forward that's not going to serve them well in their lives. Um, you've got me thinking so much through this conversation. I have no doubt that people who sign up to do courses with you and sessions with you benefit massively from it. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and thank you so much for being here today and making time for this conversation. If you want to contact um, Jennifer, do you want to let listeners know how they sure, can get in touch? Yeah. Um, I suppose website really wellbeingwire.ie, you'll find me there and you won't miss me because it's super colourful, which is who I am. And my grid is very similar. It's at wellbeingwire.ie. And there's a lot of content there that we have touched on today. Very, very particular um, that I would suggest that people go and check it out and take their time with it and have a pen and paper and write down the what's coming up from as they're watching my videos because my videos and my my work is very much like the way our conversation is today. It's very honest and very real, um, but also very practical. You know, I think it's important to have steps, you know, like those questions. 
what does a boundary look like for me? Yeah. Ask yourself that and I guarantee you answers will come up. You'd be very surprised. So at wellbeingwarrior.ie, you'll find me. Brilliant, Jennifer. Thanks a million and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas too. Yeah. yeah. Just I can't believe we're saying that. What even like it, the last few months, like a blur. And it always happens. It feels like, you know, oh, you know, Halloween happens and then the Christmas decorations are everywhere and everyone's like, it's too early, it's too early. And the next thing, Christmas is oh, it's oh here. Oh my gosh. Almost yeah. right away. Absolutely. So look, I hope it's a lovely, easygoing one for you and your family. Absolutely. And thank you for your wisdom to hear today. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. It's a really important conversation. So thanks for the opportunity. I hope you found this episode with Jennifer useful. And next week, I'll be chatting to writer and deep thinker, Michael Harding. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 